Scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon, about three o'clock, he did the same. About five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This really got me to thinking about what it means to be generous. And it got me thinking about how often we forget to be generous. Often we want to be that generous landowner. Inviting all into the vineyard and paying them. And too often, we're the people who showed up early. One of the issues that we have with being generous is so often it means not thinking about who deserves what. Not putting a means test on things. Not putting some sort of requirement and saying, well, you know what? You've earned this much, so I'll be able to give you this much. And saying, oh, you know, you're in need, and let me see how much you've done to earn this. And figuring out what people deserve. When God calls us to be generous and to give. Not to be bookkeepers, not to be scorekeepers, trying to make sure that we give out the right amount to each person based on how much they deserve. We give as people need, and we give as much as we can. And there's a lot laid out in this parable. The landowner provides something to these people that they have to have. Working isn't just something they do because they have to. They do it because without it, they're going to die. They get paid daily wages, and often these wages are enough to get them through from day to day. There's not a whole lot of extra. There's not a lot of going around, and there's not unemployment to help these people. They are either working or they're starving. 
And so the owner of this vineyard goes out and he finds those early in the morning waiting to work and he goes, all right, here's what I'm going to pay you. And they go, oh good, that sounds great. And they all get to work. Now if that were the end of that part of the parable, we would fast forward and at the end of the day he would pay each of them and they would say thank you for our wages and they would go home happy that they have enough food to feed themselves tomorrow and everything would be fine. But that's not the end of the story. And for some reason, that's not how those early workers end up. Because the owner of this vineyard goes out a few hours later and he finds some other people who are looking for work and he goes, well, hey, I've got plenty to do at my vineyard. Go back and go work. And a few hours later, he finds some more people. And a few hours later, he finds some more. And close to the end of the day, he finds some people who are still out and about. Now we might think, well, were these people lazy? But no, when he talks to them, they say, well, nobody's hired us. We've been out here looking for work and we're still out here looking for work. If we don't work, we don't get paid. And if we don't get paid, that may mean no food. Now we stop and think about this. When he hires them, he's offering them a chance. When he pays them as much as a full day's wages, we might think, oh, well, why would he do that? They only worked an hour compared to a whole day as everybody else. But these have been people who have been looking all day for work. People who desperately need the work so that tomorrow they can eat. That if they don't get the work, they're likely not going to have enough money to keep themselves fed tomorrow. So tomorrow they're going to wake up hungry. And they're going to wake up not quite the best spirit to start working right away. And they may not get hired right away because they might be running a little bit behind because they didn't eat that morning. And then they work late and they don't get a full day's wages. And so they're still struggling to catch up from the day before and the day before. And they fall further and further behind. When he hires them and pays them a full day's wages, he gives them more than just money. And so often I think this is where we get hung up when we start talking about what we give. He may be giving them a day's wages for a few hours' work, but what he's giving them is dignity. The dignity to say, I worked and I got paid and I can still survive tomorrow. He gives them hope. Hope that they now have a day's wages. They didn't put in a day's work, but they could put in a day's work tomorrow because they're not going to start out already behind. They're going to start out fed. They're going to start out warm. They're going to start out knowing that they have a chance. Because they were paid. Because they were given hope. Because they were given dignity. Because they were treated as people who matter. Even though they were late to the game. It's interesting to know. It doesn't talk about anybody else grumbling or complaining. It doesn't say the people who showed up at noon were upset that They were given jobs halfway through the day, but were paid a full day's wages. They realized they were given the same opportunity as the people who showed up an hour before work was done. It's only those who started early in the morning, who feel like they're owed something more, 
who feel like even though they're getting paid for exactly what they said they needed, they feel like suddenly they deserve more because somebody else got more than them. Too often that's us. Hearing about somebody who's had some good fortune, who's been blessed with an opportunity. And we go, wow, you know what? I do more than they do. Why wasn't I blessed with that? Why am, why am I still stuck where I'm at? And they're out there getting ahead of me. Don't I deserve some more? And suddenly, instead of asking that God care for us and God give us what it is we need, we start going, well, God, give me what I need, but make sure that if somebody else gets a little bit more, that you up me up to that level too. Because it's not fair. And we start to dictate what we deserve. And I think about what it is that God owes me. God owes me exactly nothing. Christ didn't go and die on that cross because He owed us something because we deserved it. No, I can't do anything to be owed that kind of love and that kind of mercy. In fact, I could climb up there and die on that cross a thousand times over and still not deserve that kind of love and that kind of generosity. But it's there for me. It's there for me even though I didn't do anything to earn it. It's there for me even though I may have come a little late to the game and not been there right from the get-go like some other people. I still get that love and mercy no matter what. When I turn to Christ and say, Lord, save me. Heal me. Help me. Because Christ was generous with what He was willing to give. And not only that, Christ was generous in giving us all the same gift of salvation. He didn't go up there and go, well, I'm dying for the sins of all, except I'm dying for this many sins for you, and this many sins for you, and, well, not quite as many for you, but lots for you. And He didn't allot how much we were going to get. He didn't say, well, some of you are getting this much in the kingdom, and some of you are getting a little bit of kingdom, and some of you are getting a lot. No, He died on one cross, one death, for one salvation, for one forgiveness, for one hope. Big enough for all of us. Not picking and choosing which one of us has earned a spot. But leaving it open to all. All who earnestly repent, all who seek, may find. He doesn't ask us to build ourselves up and try to earn a spot 
but instead asks us to be humble, to be generous ourselves, that we invite as many as we can in so that all may find a spot. That we humble ourselves to say, well, you know what, I'm just one person, but God wants all of you here. He wants every single one of his children to find salvation, to find hope, to find a brighter future, to find a tomorrow. I find hope every time I think about that love and that mercy. I find hope because there's nothing I can do to earn it, but there's also nothing I can do that will ever drive me so far away from God's love that I can't find it again. It gives me hope that tomorrow will be something beautiful. No matter how difficult today might be, I have hope in tomorrow and the tomorrow after that and tomorrow after that because wherever I go with God, all things are possible. And wherever I go with Christ, I will have hope because I will always have hope in tomorrow because God is with me. No matter where I go, no matter what I do. God was so generous with each of us. He loved us before we could love. He cared for us before we could care. He had mercy on us before we even knew we needed it. He calls us to be generous and that we share that love and that hope. Because as long as we remember that God is there for us, Christ will always fill our hearts back up. The more love we give out, the more we will get back in. The more hope that we share and spread, the more that hope will fill us because it is always going to be there for us. We don't have to ration out how much hope we can share with others because there will always be more hope for all of us. We don't have to siphon off just enough love for each person and give out a thin slice of caring because there is always enough there that we can be generous Always. Because of Christ's generosity toward us. As long as we remain faithful and true, God's love will be there for us. To the end of the age. Through this life into the next. From this body of flesh into life eternal. God's generous love will be there for us and for all who seek it. May we let ourselves be full of hope and full of light that we may be a beacon to all those who are struggling in darkness, all those who are seeking. May we give and not count the cost. For the price paid for each and every one of us is greater than we can ever repay. But let us do what is right and what is good in sharing in love for one another that we may choose generosity because our Lord and Savior chose to be generous to each and every one of us. Amen.